sometimes you don't know if you should just quit. <laughs> this is the Wayward Podcast. Okay, it's doing the thing. Hello, Cam. Hi, Brianna. You pressed record and I immediately forgot what we were going to talk about. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh, maybe an opportunity for hold music right off the bat. <laughs> We're going to talk about, uh, of all things, when to call it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, we, maybe we should call it, and th- and that's your 30 and I, second podcast. We literally were like, okay, we got to get two records in. And then, which means we're in the closet for a little bit longer, and you can literally feel the oxygen start to get limited. The things yeah. we do for you, Here, our loves. Wait. Here, we're gonna we're gonna try we're gonna to fluff it, fluff let's us. Just, let's just open it and talk a little bit and hear if anybody can. I could turn off the fan. Is that the fan? Is the washing machine? No, I turned off the washing machine and the dryer. Oh That's fuck! The it fan. smells so good in your bedroom. What Th- is that? Sex. Oh. <laughs> wow, where do you buy that? <laughs> it's a candle. Oh, sex. Right. I could leave the door open. I just have to. No, don't do it. Let's. We gotta. We gotta do us. Okay. We'll just just fan fan the closet a little bit. Fan okay. it. We'll just every once in a while you'll you'll hear this. Yeah. And it's not sex. It's not. It's well. It's Kim and I's sex, which is actually just oxygen. There we go. Um, yeah. So we were going to talk about when to call it. So when do you know is, when you're done? The funny thing is, like, it reminds me of a question that Kim and I get at supernatural conventions a lot, which has to do with acting. Mm-hmm. Is this? Do you know what I'm going to talk about? No. Oh, okay. Th- thus, um, thus the uh, big high eyebrows. Are, oh, my Botox not letting you see what no. my face is doing. <laughs> now, sometimes you look at me because you're like waiting until I'm done talking. I can see that voice, which is I have things to say, but I'm going to wait until you're done so I can cut it properly. Um, uh, so, a question Kim and I get a lot at conventions is, um, it I, I it has to do I'm gonna fuck this up but it has to do with um, how do you make it as an actor or something like that how do you survive as an actor and my answer is always because that's my experience is never give up oh yeah 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 right yes yes so yeah. because what my experience as an actor has been um was i you know i have a degree in theater and started working in theater right out of school when i was 19 immediately and started to you know get work uh, bigger and bigger roles um for a few years and when you're 19 and you're working pretty consistently for a few years you think that you've made it because you don't have a lot of context um so then when you stop getting work, you're like, I'm fucked. And so, uh, you know, I attempted to leave the industry many times and have had many different careers in my lifetime. And um, I feel like every time I attempted to leave, uh, something would draw me back. And so I just kept working. And sometimes that meant um, creating my own work. Sometimes that meant just writing. I've written feature films that will never do anything, but I just needed to keep active. For me, in terms of six, uh, I want to say artistic and financial success in acting, it has only come recently. And I, I credit a lot of that to luck. And in my 
head luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I also credit a lot of that to the years with zero work where I decided to keep working anyway, and whether I was being paid for it or it was being seen or not. Um, So when people ask that question, my answer is always never give up. If it's something you want to do and you work really hard and are a good person, it will happen for you. But your your experience and your answer is always. Oh, I don't know. I it's it's evolved over the mm-hmm. year. Usually, my answer is if it doesn't make you happy happy anymore, stop doing it. Which I guess means we really could have the shortest podcast <laughs> in the world. <laughs> it doesn't make you happy anymore. Stop fucking doing it. I was. It's funny because I was thinking it less along the career. Although that is the obvious. That's point. what I thought. I of don't get. We don't get a pink slip in this job. No. Nobody looks at me. Like, first of all, the fact is my job will always be done. Yeah. I will always be out of work. Yes. Always. Mm-hmm. No matter. Tom Cruise will always be out of work. Yeah. The chances of him getting more work are good. Or not. Uh, chances of him being poor are slim. Yeah. But always going to be out of work. Work, work. Yeah. Guaranteed. The movie will Everything wrap. Everything ends. The show will close. The series will wrap. Mm-hmm. You know. So... I've been told a few times, eh, you're done. And I haven't been. Mm-hmm. Yet at some point I will be. At some point, no more jobs will ever come. Now, if I quit, that's a guarantee. But that's also on my terms. Okay. Um, I was also thinking about it in terms of relationships. When do you call it? When do mm. you say, okay, this is no longer serving me? Habits. When do I call it and say, all right, this is starting to hurt me? When do I know the difference between pursuing a dream, uh, honing a skill, committing to a love, and you could do better for yourself? So let's go to let's go to like uh, habits or hobbies or something like yeah. simple. Perfect, perfect. Yes. Okay, I say this because here is this is going to be the sound effects day. Um, oh, I fine. say this because Foley, guess what I get Foley, to take out. Foley, Ready? Better. Hold on. Oh yeah. You want to tell people what I'm doing right now? Well, I walked in and I was like, "What did you do?" Because she's wearing an ice pack around her hip. I I hurt myself, so I, it's my lower back actually. That was me taking off the ice pack because oh, it's not I would cold anymore. Just play with that. Can I see it? Can yes, I play with here it for a bit. Have the ice pack. Um, Weird. Many, many, many people have said that I should quit horseback riding <laughs> <laughs> because I have to. Invest- scared for you. That's yeah. their fears, yeah. right? That's but, fine. But also. I'm uh, scared for you. I have I broke bones in my back. Yeah. I am so scared that often I'm miserable on the horse because mm-hmm. I'm just trying to overcome the fear. Mm-hmm. I'm tr- I'm tr- why is this not time for me to quit yet? Cuz I still want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like for me this this answer is simple in terms of a hobby because I know that on the other side of this fear is a love that nothing else can match. Mm-hmm. So I'm still doing it because I have faith that I'm going to get through this fear and that I will get through it and with that you enough. want to get through that Yes. Fear. Well, I want to get through it because I want the love on the other side and that I will do it with enough of my body intact to be able to appreciate mm-hmm. it. So I'm thinking about something like musical instruments yes which growing up i um played piano and 
I fucking hated it. Hated it. I hated, uh, I never practiced, so I was never very good at it. I hated going to my lessons because my teacher always knew that I never practiced. And so she'd get, you know, justifiably upset or not upset, but frustrated. Yeah. Um, uh, and now I'm like, God damn it, I wish I could play the piano. You could still learn. I can still learn. No, but my point is... Um, when it comes to, and the same thing for languages, like I, my, my, both my husband and daughter speak Spanish, and I went to Spanish class years ago before my daughter was born, um, and I, there came a, um, you know, a point where I was like, oh my god, I'm getting this, I'm getting this, I get it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, and then there was a wall, which I think happens for, uh, specifically, I think happens for music and math and all of those kind of brainy things where you just go, ah. Oh, I don't get it anymore. No, my smart and then it gets hard. Yeah. So, for me, when it gets hard, is the the point of where am I going to go? That's, That's always the line for me. What she said. Yes, the point. <laughs> when it gets hard, do I jump on it or do I <laughs> send it, it home? <laughs> um, no, I think that. That is when I decide what is going to be worth my time. But almost always, specifically I'm thinking about music, because music is such a huge part of my life right now, and language, because language has become a huge part. I wish that I had, and I, you're right, I still can. I still can learn to do all those things, and maybe I will. But I wish I had, I had gone through that threshold rather than retreated. That's interesting because I, I'm, tr- I'm sure this is a lie, but what I can call to mind is I've never quit anything because it was hard. Hmm. I just quit loving it. Or I recognized that I was attached. I'm, I'm a big attacher to outcomer person. Mm-hmm. Like, in the future, this will be a thing I want. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, in this moment, keep pursuing it so that it turns into the thing I want. Mm-hmm. And at what point do I say, maybe it's not going to be the thing I want? How do I make this moment okay? Because, mm. like, if I'm slogging through mud to get to the big, beautiful meadow on the other side of it, mm-hmm. at some point, I got to say, there's a fucking lot of mud. I don't like the mud. Mm-hmm. How about I get up and go over here into the woods? I, f- I think I start a lot of things that I don't love. I start a lot of things, though. I, as I've said before, am a fan of the um, phrase, it's harder to hit a moving target. So I love to start things that I'm not terribly interested in. But no, I love to start things I don't love, but I am interested in. Okay. Um, so I don't have a loss of love. I have a, I think I prioritize things. I think I go, okay, this is getting hard. Have I developed a love for it? Then I will continue through. Oh, that sounds so much saner than the way I do it. <laughs> well, but I don't, I think maybe luckily, I don't develop a love for that much because if I did, I'd be fucked and I probably wouldn't be very good at much. I'd be fine at a lot of things, mm. you know? Um, I just think specifically about music and, and language because those are things that 
in my head, I think I would love, love, love to know how to do, but I really can't bring myself to get over it. So that kind of brings us to what our topic actually is, is like, when do you know to let it go? Um, yeah. When do you call it? I, I mean, for those things, I call it when it's hard. And I don't think that that's necessarily right. And so that's why when we were talking about discussing this as a topic today, I was like, I don't have an answer for this. I don't. I'm sorry, people. I don't have the answers for you, um, because I'm still teaching myself to stick with things, and I'm teaching myself to go. What is what are old habits? Mm-hmm. So sometimes on either side of letting it go or holding on to it, that's old habits. So I have to uh, my my job right now with lots of things in my life is to go what serves me as who I am right now not who I was not who I want to be but who I am right now and I think that for me that's currently that is the only way I can make those decisions of when to let go and when to hold on what is good for me right now because I can go, this has been always good for me, so I should hang on to it. But I'm not the same person as I was in the past. Yeah. And I can go, you're going to want to be this person. You should hang on to this, or you should let go of this. But I don't know who that person's going to end up being. Well, and the thing itself, like my husband and I are in a big dialogue, which we have been for years, but mm. some things have shifted mm-hmm. about the fact that we do not own a home. Mm. We rent an apartment. Mm-hmm. We once owned a home. And I have a lot of PTSD around yeah. being foreclosed on. Yeah, We lost it. I lost my job. I had a baby. I didn't get another job because mm. I assumed I was going to. Like, there's the trajectory. Sure. And I was making the trajectory. And then all of a sudden, blam, right. everything blew up. And we lost our house. Right. And I had three weeks with a two-year-old to find a new place to live. It was fucking awful. Mm. So now I want I want to own a home. I, specifically, I want a yard that I can make my daughter go outside and, and play, play in. Oh, a dream. I want some nature. I want this. Mm-hmm. We can't afford it in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I can't buy a house. That's really fucking sad for me. Mm. So is it sad enough to move someplace where we can buy a house? Well, then what am I giving up? Well, what is it really? So... I sped up there because the voices in my head start speeding up out of (laughs) sheer terror, like they're careening off a cliff. (laughs) So what we are trying to do is say, all right, what are the feelings I associate with owning a home? What are the feelings I associate with that? A sense of security, a sense of peace, a sense of community, a sense of space that is mine. Um, I do associate, I'd like nature, a Mm -hmm. sense of being able to send my daughter outside so I'm not always the only one entertaining her. Um, So a sense of respite. Great. How do we find those feelings right now? Mm -hmm. Now! If we can't, if we genuinely can't, then we are now open to the idea of then we can move, then we can go someplace else. That's great. But I can't 
pick up and leave. We alcoholics call that a geographic. Like things will be better over there. Oh, oh I fuck. love that. I'm still here. Oh my god, I'm quickly going to interrupt with an SNL uh, sketch that you have to look up with Adam Sandler, where he's like, "It's come to Italy. Um, you um, you will have a great time drinking wine." <laughs> But you will still be you. I need to remind you, if you are having problems at home, you will have them in Italy. You will have them with pasta, but you will still be you. And it's so brilliant. <laughs> That's, I was having this discussion in Wisconsin with my friend Jimmy, and he was he was trying to convince himself that he could go to Italy and be a fisherman. Amazing. Like, I don't speak the language. I mean, I'm Italian, but I, Cannot I'm escape Italian yourself, from Long man. Island. Yeah. And, the, and then you realize that what I'm trying to do is, so here's, here, am I running toward or am I running away? Exactly. Okay, well, there you go. That's a great way to define when it's time to let it go. Oh, but God, I don't know how I know. No, we none of us know. That's the problem. That's the problem with this podcast episode is we have no answers for you. We're just <laughs> having a discussion. Um, is to go, am I running away or letting go? And that's what I'm saying about, for me, going, what are, what are my old stories and what am I you know, trying to attach to an outcome? Past versus future. What am I running away from? What am I running to? I don't fucking know. But... Um, I feel like if we can sit with this answer and go, I still think a a good way to find the answer is to go, what serves me now? So like when you with your husband, I'm like, okay, how can we feel this now? It's a great way to go. What can I do right now? So you know what we did? What? We rearranged all of our furniture. What did it look like when you walked in today? I didn't. I didn't notice exactly the fucking same. So <laughs> what you, we ended you up didn't doing? Rearrange? We rearranged. Oh no, we oh, rearranged it. We put it all back. Oh wow! Because it was perfect where it was. The yes. only thing that is different is that the bookshelf is a little bit further over. There's a slightly, and we need to center a picture. Like right. that's it. Wow. But we had we, like. However, what I did do, I cleaned out some cabinets that I haven't touched yeah, yeah. since we moved in so eight good. years ago. I were, you know, getting rid of stuff that doesn't fit us anymore. Just if I want a sense of new and exciting environment that I live in, how about I address the environment I'm in right now? Mm-hmm. Um, but within a relationship, I was in a relationship for nine years when I met Travis and I met him and went, this is exactly how I want to feel. Oh, wow. In my relationship. Mm-hmm. And I we easily, I remember him one night saying, do you want me to walk you up to your room? Mm-hmm. And I said, absolutely not. I really, really do. I said, but I don't want to give you anything you can't keep. I just so deeply knew that the way I felt was sacred. And I was about him. About him. But it was even more than about him. It was a feeling. Mm-hmm. I said, so I need to keep this sacred. And now I need to go home and see if I can create this feeling in the relationship that I'm committed to. Mm-hmm. And then two months after trying to work on that, mm-hmm. the the guy that is I still dearly love. Yeah. Um, and we are in communication. And the things I loved about him then, I still love about him. Mm-hmm. Um but I couldn't make that feeling. That feeling was Travis-specific, as it turned out. Mm. And we, there is still no one ever anywhere that could make me risk my Travis-specific feelings. Mm. And um, 
And so that's what I'm looking at in terms of career choice as well. Okay, what do I want to feel? What inspires me? What What is it about fucking Shakespeare outside that makes me weep with longing? Great. Is it possible to find that auditioning for an Amazon show? Right. I don't know. My instinct is to say, fuck no. But maybe... I won't find it if I don't look for it. And I think that's a great way. I think that's, you know, talking about longing um, in terms of like letting go and in terms of desire. Sometimes I think longing is something that's not healthy um, and that it is uh, our our ego's desire to be heightened. It's like a drug, that feeling of like... Ooh, that's a good feeling. So sometimes I feel like desire for that feeling makes me check myself and go, why do you need that? Why do you need that right now? Mm-hmm. Why are you not good? If you're not good, that's something to figure out. But if you're good, why do you need that thing that makes you go, ooh, you know what I mean? I totally disagree. Okay. And that's good. Yeah. I appreciate that perspective because to me, that feeling Mm -hmm. is innate passion. Mm -hmm. That feeling is how I know what a calling is, what my Mm. spirit wants, what to use woo-woo phrases, what my purpose is. My purpose feels like longing, feels Mm. like yes, just infinite, abundant yes. Now, the thing is, I think the same thing. I feel the same thing. I, atta- I I resonate the same way when I think about you and I doing panels together yeah. and having someone connect with us in a way that allows our souls to spread open and their souls to spread open and a moment of utter and complete unique connection. Mm-hmm. So it's the feeling that I long for. It's the attaching the feeling where I get in trouble. I think maybe you're right. And I love the idea because I don't want to not be allowed to feel passion because I am a very passionate person and I do get excited about a lot. I get very excited about things. You are the only fucking reason I'm doing any of this. (laughs) So not only do you get passionate, you get so passionate, it's infectious. I can't define you. I am not God. But I am going to say one of your purposes on this planet is to teach other people to fly by kicking them off a cliff oh that's very sweet like it's it's so yeah you are allowed this i think that what happens is when i crave things or opportunities it is because i don't have them and then i go okay can you be okay without them oh so when do you know to let that feeling go? Oh, fuck. That's what my question really is. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Kim just barfed in her mouth. Yeah. So cravings is so close to passion and desire. So what? at what point do you go? For me, it's like I crave a big you know, Hollywood career or whatever. And, um, sorry, my phone is blowing up. I just need to make sure everybody's safe and fine. 
Here, we'll open the door while you're doing it. It's fine. Here. Um, Check your phone. No, Check it's fine. Phone. It's fine. I Check just needed phone. to see. Um, I don't understand. Okay. Anyway, we're fine. Hi. Hi. Okay. Um, I'm back. Okay. Um, what well, came up while you were saying that? Yes. Is that I'm okay. So if I'm craving yeah. something to make me okay, then I'm not oh, coming okay. from a place of I'm not coming from a place ah, of that's truth. Good. I love that. Um, if so, I'm craving something because I'm okay, mm. uh, I had I had an interaction with a friend of mine who's a, the most the the biggest person I know. That may not be true, but to me, in my mind, she's a, she's a big time, brilliant, beloved director, and I adore her and I ran into her and she was talking and all of a sudden she went I may have a job for you and it was so interesting to not feel the trained puppy in me immediately (laughs) sit up and go really because I need one and I need you to get and that's what I've been hoping very good it was really like oh well tell me about it she said well actually we need to cast kids first but this the, this role might work with you and you would be genetically related to the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, we really would like to stay diverse, though. And so if we can find some some kids that are more ethnically diverse. Uh, and I said, great, I think I know some people. Let me let me. And she goes, well, but then I couldn't hire you. And I said, hang on a second. And I checked in with myself. I said, I'm checking in with myself. She said, I see that. I see that's what you're doing. I said, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I really genuinely would rather help you than have you give me a job. And I meant it. And that sent me into the biggest head fuck because I was like, do you, do I really not want to act anymore? Am I really done with this? Mm. Or am I just okay? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the answer. Mm -hmm. It isn't that I want to quit. It isn't that I want to run away. It's just, I may have finally reached a point where I'm actually okay if I never work again. And that's, I think, the plane that we all strive to live at, that I'm striving to live at. And recently I've been doing very, very good at it, but of being okay. So I guess the question is, when do you decide that... That say say this director friend offered you a big, um, I don't know, a big part in Shakespeare in the Park this summer. Would it be different? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a different experience. Yeah. So, I, I guess, I think that okay. So so we wanted to talk about letting go. So I guess the real question is that we've been posing to each other is when is it okay to let go? And Kim, I think you've pointed out a great, maybe temporary answer is all of my answers are temporary. Yes. Is, uh, it's okay to let go if you are okay right now. And it is okay to desire if you are okay right now. Oh, the key is to not let go because you think less than and to desire because you need more. Does that make sense? You're a 
fucking genius. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> if ever, if ever we had an, remember how we said we had no answers on this one? We are scientists. We are so scientists. We are scientists. We had an answer. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I have no idea what I said. I, it's okay. We recorded it. <laughs> we can go back and listen to it. You guys, I want you to make all the t-shirts. I want you to make all the workbooks on whatever came out of my mouth 10 seconds ago. <laughs> That's what she said. It was awesome. Great. I think we did good. Yay. And there's no more air in the closet. That's true. And so. my phone is blowing up. I need to see what's happening. Okay. All right. Okay. I love you, Kim Rhodes. Um, thank you for answers, Brianna Buckmaster. You're welcome. You're welcome.